0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Business of Design, episode 192. And we have an amazing guest. Her name is Jodie Carter. She is an interior design professional from Sydney, Australia, and she's on fire these days, busy, busy, busy with work, which is always nice to hear. But she's also accomplishing something that she never dreamed possible, and that is this. She has begun the process and has been working on it for some time of writing down all of her systems and protocols and procedures. So Jodi is going to tell us how having that operations manual has really, truly transformed her business and made her so much more confident and so much more profitable. Hearing from Jodi and what a difference that made in her life couldn't have come at a better time because... Drum roll, please. Yes, finally, at last, Business 7 Design is unveiling its own operations manual, 25 years in the making. I've shared before that my operations manual process was a bit like building a house without a floor plan, without a blueprint. It was just one page added every single time something went wrong. And I started out with one page, two pages, five pages, 10 pages, and now, of course, hundreds of pages. And it's been a two-year process of calling it down and making it usable so you could purchase it and have it to lean on as another partner in your business. The operations manual is finally for sale, and it's broken down into a variety of categories. It starts out with the company vision, and that includes my core values and mission statement, and some of the documents that we use to remind us who we are and what we're about. The next three sections are devoted to back-end office procedures. We've got the office administration section, and of course, that's everything from shipping and receiving goods, answering the phone, ordering food for staff, you name it. Next, we've got the finance administration section. In our office, that's our bookkeeper. It's the person who creates the purchase orders and all the paperwork that none of us went to school because we're enthusiastic about, but it still has to get done. So these are her step-by-step procedures for entering all the information we have to keep track of. The next section is huge. It's human resources. So this is everything from dress policies to sexual harassment policies, hiring, progressive discipline, firing, it's all in there, as well as, and this was an internal debate, should we include job descriptions for every single person in the office, junior designer, senior designer, intermediate designer, intern, bookkeeper, office administrator, all of the internal job descriptions are in there. In other words, this is what your job is all about, but also the external job descriptions, meaning this is what we post when we have an opening. So these are already written for you. And then of course, there's a section devoted to each of the BOD 15, steps one to 15, and it is extremely thorough. Checklists, how-tos, templates, forms, samples, and all of it is available for you to download in a Word document so you can take my logo off and add yours. When I say this was a two-year project, I mean 25 years to create the bones and then the last two years spent making sure that what I've written is easy to follow and will be useful to you. If you'd like to purchase the operations manual and get way ahead of where you thought you might be really fast, visit the BOD shop at businessofdesign.com. The value inside is immeasurable. You'll hear Jody during this episode talk about the fact that having that operations manual has meant for her being able to spend more time being creative, more time designing, more time doing the parts of the job she loves and allowed her to delegate those tasks she doesn't want to do to other people really effectively. So she's gone from being a single sole proprietor to having three staff and busier than she's ever been. She makes the best case yet for why you need an operations manual. And during the episode, by the way, you're also going to hear some side characters. There are four little pugs underneath her desk during the conversations. From time to time, you hear a little snort or a snore and just know that it's not Jody and it's not me. It's the pugs. We promise. I wish you could see how cute they are. If you want to feel more organized, have less chaos on job sites, be more in control of every single job you take on, an operations manual can help you do that. It will get you back your weekends. It will eliminate the need to micromanage your staff because they'll know what to do. I agree with Jody when she says that her operations manual liberated her to do all the things she loved doing. And she thinks of her operations manual much like I think of my contract as well as a partner, a wise and sage counselor who's there with you all the time. We're going to meet Jody shortly. Let me tell you a little bit about her. After 17 years, she's still completely obsessed and in love with this business. Delivering clients' dream homes with purpose and personality. Her clients are busy people who look to her to create homes that are comfortable, beautiful, and welcoming sanctuary homes for families. Look for Jodi on Instagram at Jodi underscore Carter underscore design underscore and visit her website, JodiCarterDesign.com.au. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Cheryl, you actually, you know what? I think you look a little more relaxed than you have for the last few months. Can I say that? Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. It has been a busy couple of weeks, couple of months. It's going well, though, and I love the feedback we're
1: getting. What are you hearing from members? Well, we do get a lot of uh, comments just saying, love the new site, can't wait to dive in. Um, But one of our members actually sent us a really thoughtful email, which was great. It's nice to have some real feedback on the site. One of our our members, Mir, said, just letting you know that so far, I really like the new website. It's much more logical. The modules are numbered and ordered, and therefore easier to set up titles, notes on your computer. And we've gotten to know Mir a little bit. And her note taking when she goes through business of design content is impeccable. When Kimberly mentions a document during a course, you can click and download it right there. And there are so many more downloads than there ever were before. Um, but they're easy to print and the fact that you can actually check off each course as you finish a module. So um, congratulations to you. So thank you, Mir, for that. But it is, we've you know gotten a lot more um, feedback on sort of the layout of the cor- of the courses now that they are structured into the programs, being able to take all of the courses in more logical sequences and check them off as you go. Um, people are really, you know, tracking their, uh, their progress. And she's on step two of the 15 step program, which is like a 20 hour program now. So there's a little bit of a time investment in taking that one, but I'm glad she's enjoying it. And so many others that we've heard from.
0: Well, I love also that you can, you get a nice little tick mark that says like I completed the course and I just want to shout out for team BOD that we gave ourselves a little tick mark. This week two, because the operations manual is finally complete. It's live 25 years in the making. I can't tell you how excited I am for people to be able to start using it. I know we
1: basically followed, you know, the website launch with another big launch. And I, I feel like for you, Kimberly, the operations manual, I'll, you know, probably feels like a bigger uh, accomplishment and a bigger launch than the website itself. Yeah, it really does. So one of the questions I've already started getting about the operations manual is how is it different? It was created alongside the brand new BOD 15-step project management strategy certificate program, which is so much more robust and has so many new downloads and templates and everything in it. So how does the program differ from the actual operations manual document?
0: Hmm, that's a really, that's a really good question. The reality is the operations uh, manual holds a lot more information that's not in the BOD 15 because it's not required to be in the BOD 15. So for example, there is a section about office maintenance and office safety. So we have at our office, a shared kitchen and a bathroom. So the rules of compliance for sharing those spaces, how to lock up the office, how to set the alarm, how to deal with the Computers and telephone systems. But in addition, there's a humongous human resource section. In fact, there are 45, I believe I counted, policies in the human resource section alone, including the step by step procedure for hiring, how to handle progressive discipline, how to fire someone, the notification and layoff. There are forms and templates in there, meaning um, a form would be a document that you could just use and start writing in immediately. A sample, rather, would be a document that is just a screen grab so you can see what it looks like when it's all filled in. So the operations manual has a lot of things that are not required within any other program but are required if you're running a business. Um, that human resource section is one of the sections, I think, that is so robust. There's also an office administration section. There is a finance administration. So if you have a bookkeeper, someone who's doing all the back-end stuff, that's all in there. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of documents uh, you need to run a business that are not in the BOD 15.
1: And one of the examples that I've been giving uh, when it comes to the actual 15 steps, because the operations manual does have a section dedicated to each individual step, just like the the program has a course for each, uh, something as simple as worksheets. In the program, you're going to talk about why a worksheet is so critical, how you um, avoid making mistakes doing that, how you have a conversation with a client, if they ask about why they need to pay for your time to create that worksheet, how it's so critical to the process. Whereas when the worksheet is covered in the operations manual, that's a step-by-step guide on how to create the actual document that you can hand to somebody else. Um, You know, one of the things that's so, yeah, built into the 15-step program that you're not going to find in the operations manual is, you know, all of those client touch points, all of those awkward conversations or difficult conversations in the actual wording or client facing language that you would use to address those circumstances whereas maybe the issue that arised um, had to do with a purchase order and how to do the step-by-step purchase order that you're going to find in the operations manual so like anything that we create a business of design it's all meant to work together same with the contracts you know I, I get that question all the time. Somebody's brand new to business of design and wants to purchase one of Kimberly's contracts. Well, the contract is written with the assumption that you're using the BOD 15. So again, we always recommend that you start with the the membership. So they do go hand in hand and they certainly offer um, a lot of complementary uh content that that works together. So that's one of the questions. But if you don't have the operations manual yet, it's available at businessofdesign.com. Um, if you are already a member, make sure that you are logged into your account before purchasing because of course we've introduced member preferred pricing and you are gonna save on on um on all of our products, but on the operations manual, you're gonna save $100 if you're already a member. Um, If you are new to Business of Design and you're gonna become a member, uh, you can actually purchase them together and still get that discount. So win-win, but head to businessofdesign.com for that.
0: Yes, we now have the BOD shop, which is really fun for us as well. Yeah, such a good point. Thank you, Cheryl. And one more thing I want to say about the operations manual. This is what you need if you ever want to hire anybody, because this is the document you hand somebody, the the manual you hand somebody and say, here's exactly what I need you to do to accomplish this task for me, which is very different than what we teach within the programs. I am excited to start hearing some feedback about the operations manual. We we had some early uh, responders who jumped in before we even announced it. The minute it was live on the site, it was boom, boom, gone. So uh, I'm curious to hear people's uh, feedback on it. But thank you, Cheryl. And uh, are you feeling like you're ready for a nap now, like a little break? I know. It's only – it's beginning of the week, but uh Yeah. <laughs>
1: all our weeks are going by so quick right now
0: i know and my clients are like hello you've not been paying attention to me so i'm going to take care of that today as well thanks so much cheryl stay well (laughs) we'll talk to you soon
2: welcome to the business of design podcast with kimberly selden business of design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects, like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too.
0: Hello, Jody Carter from Sydney, Australia. How are you?
3: Oh, I'm wonderful, thanks, Kimberly. Now that I'm speaking to you, <laughs> how are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I miss being in Sydney. It's so beautiful. What's it like this time of year? Uh this is
3: quite nice actually because the warmer weather is starting to to come out or peak out so you get some quite warm days it was 30 degrees the other day but um and then the next day it was 20 but yeah it's um spring is in the air so it's lovely
0: so good is there a dog or something near you I've got four pugs so Oh my god you don't i there's <gasps> one on my Oh, I wish you guys could see <laughs> this pug. It's so cute. Okay, so I used to have a pug. I could hear the kind of snorty, snoring sound that a pug makes, but I couldn't oh, see no. them.
3: They're <laughs> anti. Yeah. So
0: everybody, if you hear snorting, snoring sounds, it is not Jody and it is not. Me. So one year we had, living on our street, we had our little pug. She's since passed away, but Delaney. And there was a movie being filmed on our street. I forget the name of it now, but it... Um I can't even think of who was in it. But anyway, my daughter, Raleigh, walked down the street with Delaney on a leash, and they go to film a scene, and the director yells, cut, cut, what is that noise? And then they do the scene again, cut, cut, what is that noise? Anyway, they finally figure out it's my dog kind of just doing what they do, which is kind of breathing heavily and snorty. And they had to remove him from the movie set. It was making too much noise. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm sorry they're
3: here. I thought if I leave them in their little bedroom, they'll be scratching the door down and barking. So I had to get them up early and they will go back to sleep in a moment and hopefully they do
0: not snore too loud. Hilarious. All right. That's okay. These are unusual times. And so we're all dealing with all kinds of things, including pets snoring under our desk. It's really nice to speak to you. And uh, we wanted to talk about, you know, kind of the changes that you've made in your business most recently, and then also the fact that Sydney is doing quite well at the moment in terms of interior design professionals being busy. Tell us about that.
3: Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, We it's this has been probably one of the busiest times ever actually um because everyone has been at home and then the well-to-do clients um the exclusive clients who would normally be having overseas trips um and can't go anywhere have got a little bit of extra money to spend so um yeah it's luckily for us, it's actually worked in our favour. Pretty much everyone I speak to and in the industry as well, the builders, um, various different trades, um, the, you know, furniture suppliers, everyone's doing really well. So, well, from the ones that I've spoken to anyway.
0: We're seeing the same sort of thing and I kind of am keeping, I'm just being aware that this may not last. It might last for a while, But ultimately, there could be a bit of an adjustment ahead. So I think it's a really good time to consider filling your client pipeline pretty full right now. So in the event there is some kind of softening or slowdown, you'll already have a lot of projects on the go. So I don't think it's a time to rest on your laurels so much as I think it's a time to really hustle and uh, get some projects moving. But good for you. I'm glad to hear that.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's been great, and and very much thanks to you though, and um, and writing my operations manual and putting my systems and procedures and everything in place. That's what's helped me um, enormously. Yeah. So.
0: Oh my god! I totally heard that little. Row. That was. I'm not sure which one of your pugs made that noise, but just again, if you're just tuning in, that is not my stomach or Jody's stomach. That is one of the four pugs underneath her desk. So cute. Okay, so you started writing down your systems and strategies and protocols in your operations manual. Do you remember what the first system you wrote down is? Uh, the,
3: the fifteen steps. So yeah, that that was the fun. Do you know, it's so hard to actually start even writing, yeah, basically did a title page Went went, righto, I'm going to start with 15 steps. So I, I had a contents page and then put in each of the the steps and then just started filling in the information into those. And then from there, as you know, you get more confident with everything and then I'd started adding procedure after procedure after procedure after procedure. And I've got quite a bit of administration, you know, in there as, as well now and that's allowed me to employ staff um so since I had that and I could really focus in on on all the all the jobs that we have to do that I was doing as a one-man band um so uh, listening to your stories when I first found you was just absolutely incredible because it was my story as well like many other designers so being able to, the operations manual was just such a turning point that was the key to everything.
0: I remember so clearly just beginning to write it and how hard it was because I was just not in the habit of having to write down the minute, you know, step-by-step process for all the things We did on a regular basis every single day. And I looked up, you know, a decade later and I had hundreds of pages written. I'm like, how did that happen? Right. And now I know exactly what you mean. Like, I had no success hiring anyone until I had written systems and procedures. And then hiring became really simple. Here's take a look at this. You know, binder at that time, it was like a printed binder. Take a look at this section of the binder. If what's described here sounds like you, then let's talk. If, it's, if it doesn't sound like you, then this isn't the job for you, right? It just makes it so much easier.
3: Oh, absolutely! I fully had a an actual job description for that staff member. So we started with administration um, because before that, like you, I was busy and I had tried to employ people, and it was a complete disaster because um, I would they wouldn't do what how because I could I was so busy I couldn't explain to them you know what to do or how to do it properly. And they wanted to design because they were thinking, oh, great, I can design, but they weren't experienced enough. And I wanted them to work in admin. And then, yeah, I just re- end up redoing their work for them. And then they'd, they'd come in the next day and go, oh, you changed that. And I go, oh, I just made a couple of tweaks to it, you know, but I'd be up for hours changing the things that they'd done and then they felt bad and then it ended up yes they were like my personal assistant um and now my dog's having a
0: fight the <laughs> <best> <laughs> most oh my gosh so um, cute who's yeah. that which one is that let's what's his name or her name this is frankie frankie you're so this cute Oh, I miss my little pugs so much and they are so snorty. So pretty. What a beautiful face. Oh, will you send us a picture of all four of them so we can post it in the show so everybody can see who we're talking about?
3: Oh my goodness. Yes, of course.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. Oh, I would totally dog sit you in a minute. Oh, there's more. There's more. Wait, who's this one? Hello. Who's this one? It's
3: Sunday. (laughs) You'll have to edit this out of your thing. Hello, Hello, Sunday. Sunday. Hi, Sunday. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. How embarrassing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, don't you worry. It's cute. They'll settle down. You know, I didn't, I don't think I realized early in the game how demoralizing that was for staff, the experience you described, where they would do something and they would really work hard on it. And I'd go, that's great. And then I would spend the whole night, I'd be awake for like nine hours, right? And I'd do it completely differently. And then they'd be surprised and kind of, oh, wow, dejected. I didn't realize how much a, of a toll that took on people. People who work for us actually want to succeed just like we want to succeed.
3: Absolutely. That's so true. And I would feel sick about it, but it just wasn't quite right or it wasn't my, my look or it's something that I just felt this need to change it, which is awful. And um, I, I just couldn't let it go out like that because it wasn't a hundred percent of what you know I wanted um to present so um yeah so that didn't end up yeah that ended up that she was doing you know just stupid things it wasn't a really very worthwhile um job and then um after starting the operations manual and realizing when you're writing these systems that actually yes I can see now that somebody else can do that for me and you know this can be a whole entire job and I don't I don't have to um worry about you know making that like another job for another designer it is an admin person it's someone who wants to do admin and you know, that's the, the ideal job. And it's better that they're not a person that wants to be a designer. They just, you know, the, the young lady that I have, Beth, she's um, quite amazing and she, she's only 18. She was out of school. But her attention to detail and her knowledge of like Word and Excel and PowerPoint and her interest in um, the social media like sort of side of doing my Instagram posts, things that I hate doing. Um, And because she's fresh out of um, high school as well, her writing skills are really good. She's, you know, they just hone that in on them big time. So she writes beautifully. And, yeah, she keeps a track of of all of us actually. And, yeah, she's like the little office manager now.
0: (laughs) It's so good.
3: Yeah, it works well.
0: It's exhausting and demoralizing as the business owner to have staff quitting and leaving, and I've always found myself confused. Why are you leaving? And they'd say, I just don't know how to make you happy. Like, I... I try so hard and I come. it seems like I come close, but then you redo the whole thing. And like you said, before you know it, they're like running coffee errands and, you know, would you mind picking up my dry cleaning? And that really isn't what they're signing up for. But you know the other thing that was helpful for me in terms of beginning to write down my systems and procedures, I could see that... It's not realistic to find one person to do all the things I need. Like There isn't one person who's a great writer, who's terrific with social media, who's fantastic with purchase orders and worksheets and and bookkeeping and accounting, and is also amazing at project management. That person just doesn't exist. And that's who I kept trying to hire.
3: Yes, I can completely understand that. Um, Which is why I now actually have all of those jobs. We just recently hired a project manager as well. And I couldn't, there was no way I could have been able to do that before until we, I had identified by writing the operations manual and writing all the tasks that there was this whole section from step six to step nine, I guess, or step 10, 11, um, that there was parts of that that I really didn't enjoy but that really needed to be done and needed to be done by someone who was happy to just be following up all the time and talking to the builders and sorting out the discrepancies and fixing things and being like a bit of a bulldog to, you know, and following up, just that constant follow-up and and talking to people. Because my phone, you would... I would get up at five, I still do get up at five in the morning, but I'd be able to work for those first couple of hours in peace and then the phone just rings all day long and you're putting out fires all day long because you haven't got someone else to do that job. Then you can't design, then you're behind on things and yeah, I just felt like I was never getting ahead. Yeah, It was Yeah, you were on the back foot the whole time.
0: (laughs) Frankie is squirming like crazy. I don't know if you guys can hear him. That's hilarious. And, you know, the other thing is there's just not as many fires to put out anymore. Because once you start writing things down, you begin to anticipate what the fires are. And it's interesting, we're just releasing our operations manual. And you're right, there's a lot of really dry content. I would refer to it as dry content between six and nine. Uh, Those are sections of the book that I'm just not interested in, but have to be done, right? And the more thorough I can make, those sections, the easier it's going to be for me to hire anybody to work for me who has that skill set and they'll be able to succeed.
3: That is, yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Just having it all written down is incredibly liberating, um, yeah, to let all that go. And then also each time that we would stuff something up, we're able to add that process so it's an ongoing operations manual. Yeah. So we have a list of the things that you know that could have, could go wrong or have gone wrong, and then you put that down. Go, right, remember for next time, you know, make sure that that is written down. That you know that um, the zip all-in-one tap, the cutout for the holes, fifty millimeters, not. 35 millimetres, make sure you let the stonemason and the cabinet maker know because we had a problem with that and it didn't fit. Um, Yeah, there's all those sorts of things that the list is like, that must be about five or six pages long, I think, of just the things to be aware of that I have learnt along the way and they have been the things of while you're on site. So you've designed it or drawn it. But when it goes wrong is when it's under construction. So because your design can't really go too wrong, you're only you're selecting the pieces, you're doing the drawings, and in your drawings, of course, it's perfect. Everything fits. It's lovely. But when it gets to site and all the builders and the people and everyone are there and they're trying to read your drawings, um, so every single time you'd go to site and whatever one little thing would go wrong, okay, take a note of that, remember, don't do that again. Um, add these notes to the drawing package. Make sure you've got the disclaimer, um, you know, Simple things like um, you'll spec a wall sconce in a bathroom, but it's not um, rated like low voltage. Oh no, we can't install that. Damn, now I've got to select another light fixture. So it's brilliant for. Yeah, learning all of those things and, and lessening the amount of things that go wrong. So yes, yeah, I love that about
0: it. It's a wonder when you look at an operations manual that anybody would do this job because it's so complicated. And I found over the years my operations manual looked like a house that was renovated without a plan. You know, just every time something went wrong, just like you described, like add a page, add a page, add a page. So it was it was it's been it's been a two-year process to kind of organize it and really get it streamlined. And the other things we've, some of the other things we've added, checklists for situations exactly like you described. If this has happened before, then remember next time not to let this happen. Or um, standardized forms. We we finally realized, you know, we do so many things regularly on a repeat basis, for example, we arrange for couriers, we arrange for movers, we arrange for cleaning people, we arrange for art installation. We do those things so often, why don't we have a standardized form that pre-asks the questions they always ask when we book them? So now I don't think like I'm just going to dash off an email and say, hey, we need you to come to my job site and clean, because they're going to come back and say, where is it? What time? What specifically needs to be cleaned? How many hours do we need? How many people we need? How big of a ladder do we need, right? They're always going to ask those questions. And I was always finding myself annoyed. What? Oh my gosh. Just, I don't know, just bring everything and come. Like that's, it just wasn't working.
3: That is, yes, and lists also, like you said, about even lists for the the styling bag of the things to take for the styling bag um, because I would forget things every yeah. time. You'd be like, wouldn't it be handy if we had this? Oh, my God, the styling bag list. It was such a thrill to create that and then we went out and we, we bought the bag and we got the bag, bought all the stuff, put it all in it and everything is there and we have the checklist to tick off once we go to, you know, a reveal or whatever, um, a setup up installation that we've got, make sure that we've got all the things. And that was something that I would always forget. I'd always forget something.
0: Like right, yeah. So then you're on site, you're like, ru- right, you're rummaging through the client's drawers looking for a scissors or an exacto knife or <laughs> tape or, you know, a marker. It's like, and then you're wasting time. I mean, the worst of it is you just, you don't have enough time to do your job as it is. So you don't have time to be running around looking for those things. Yeah, it made life no. so easy. You know what? I travel, I used to travel a lot pre-2020. I was on a plane Often, regularly. And so similar to the installation bag, which I keep packed at all times, I have makeup and toiletries and hair products good to go. Like I just have this kit. I don't unpack it if I'm not on the road, right? It's just sitting there. And so when I need to travel, I just grab this kit, I throw it in and I pack my clothes and it's just so easy. So once you get in the habit of writing these things down, you begin to look all over your life for the other places you could streamline things
3: oh yes that that is so true Um, (laughs) we've we've done all sorts of funny things since we did that we i streamlined my pantry Um, yeah there's just ways of better ways of doing things and having um checklists and things and yeah and just being organized it makes it it can say it saves so much time but i think the operations manual is the beginning of you know, creating a real business. And, and our friend, um, Mr. Gerber, hey. the E-Myth. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which, is, um... which one is that? Oh, that's the E-Myth Revisited. I, my... It's much thicker than the original okay. E-Myth. E-Myth. <laughs> my, and my Kimberly my books. books. To, you know, nah. Yeah, we're going to be, next and year we'll be launching the third edition, which will be very different. Like this, this is the fifth time I think we've rebuilt the website and redone the programming and it's the first time that it's substantially different, like really substantially changed. Um, and it's nothing that's going to throw you... And the adjustments will be um, things that you can easily slide into. But you know, in the last 15 years, I've learned a lot, right? I actually have today, right after I finished this uh, podcast... The very first client I ever presented the whole house to, top to bottom, was 16 years ago, and her son was a young guy, like maybe... 20 at that point. And we did the reveal. And well, first of all, I couldn't believe she wrote a check for the entire project in one, you know, just one check. I was like, I didn't think it was possible. I was so terrified, but she did. She wrote this huge check. And then we did the reveal and she had this son there who was a young guy. Anyway, the son just bought a house down the road from us here in the country. And he is bringing his mom over today for a drink. And she was the very first customer that I did the whole turnkey experience for. So it's going to be really fun because I'm going to ask her what that was like. And I'll, I'll tell her she was my, I can you know tell her she was the first one. She, cause there's no way she would have known that.
3: No, cause of course not. You wouldn't have said like, you just sort of fake it to, not fake it till you make it, but yeah, yeah you definitely, you don't, don't let them know. Yeah, that you're screaming on the inside, going, "Oh my god!" No,
0: but, yeah, exactly. Really exactly. We probably deep. had about five oh, st- steps back then. Maybe, maybe five. Uh, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It was a start, right? And so, for everybody who's listening, thinking, "Oh, I'm never going to be where Jody is. I'm never going to have my operations manual written down." It's one page at a time, right? It's just one page at a time, or you steal our ideas and then you get some multiple pages, which is great. Jodi, thank you so much. It must be um, the middle of the night there. I forgot I forgot about that. What time is it?
3: Uh, Oh actually no, it's five forty two AM. So the sun is just starting to come up now. So
0: Okay, and you're an early riser, as it is, right?
3: I am yes because I just I love that time in the morning that I'll get up at five and the dogs are still asleep thank God um, I make my <laughs> cup of tea or my two cups of tea and I just come and sit in my office and I just do you know like my little businessy things and I just dedicate that time if I've got something <laughs> urgent I'll do that too but I'll try to write a little bit extra in the operations manual because I'm Quite in love with it now, um, and every weekend uh, when I take my um, daughter to her drama class, I'll just sit out the front um, in the car with my iPad, and I'll put on um, your the the training, like the videos and things, and I'll watch them. And it'll just be something that I need at the time. Like when we were with the budget things a couple of weeks ago, I was watched one of your budget. Um, training videos and got the notes from that went back to the office on monday right oh you know this is what's you know what's going on and um yeah and i've done so many of the courses um i've just quite obsessed actually but i it's important to to take the time to do it once you start doing it, and you start to see a few results here and there, like you said in the beginning, you know, when you wrote the the system down for doing the binder, the client binder, um, yeah, just something like that, and, and then I could see when I heard you talking about this, like, oh my god, I've got things like that because as much as I do this job all day, every day, I forget the things too. So I'm referring back to it, going, "What do we do next?" Yeah, totally. And, yeah.
0: Isn't that funny? I know people say all the time, "Are you sick of talking about this?" And I'm like, it's kind of like AA, right? If I don't go, I'll forget. I'm just wired to to. To be super loose and creative about how I run a business, I have to constantly be reminded to just follow the protocols. I have to rewrite so many emails. Like I almost the other day sent an email to a client and I said... I started to write, like, we could just meet on Saturday or Sunday if that's better. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Have you been dropped on your head? Haven't we been through this before? So then erase the email, write it over. My only availability is Thursday, you know, at 4 p.m. She writes back, okay, great, Thursday at 4 p.m. But it's amazing how I'll just constantly want to, like, be loose instead of rigid when I can see it works so much better when I follow procedures.
3: so true yes it's very easy to go back to that which is why when I hear you on the podcast I I have um saved uh, over 100 of your podcasts that it just in a roundabout but so I can I just keep listening to them over and over and you'll say that um yes you need to keep talking about this because you need to keep doing it yourself it keeps you in check and you're that's the same thing for me if I go without or and I go off the off the wagon <laughs> so to speak yeah, exactly. um, things will go wrong so it's like stick to the plan stick to the plan keep listening and learning and even though I listen to the podcast over and over I get something new each time or there's something that I wasn't at the point of when I first listened to that that it didn't make sense to me but now I've gone back and listened to it and gone oh Oh, and I've had that moment where oh yes, and that's you know clarified that for me now. But um, yeah, you, you need to just stick with it. And when even when you, I bought your first book um, because yeah, I was oh, there was a lady I was listening to that you were talking to the other day, and I overdosed on Kimberly. Like everyone in the family knows Kimberly. You're just <laughs> we get in the car. Kimberly, here we go.
0: Um, (laughs) I'm sorry to your family. I'm so sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's okay. They're all so excited for me that I get to talk to you today. You're my idol, so it's so funny. Um, I'm quite thrilled. This is awesome. But I got your book and you've written in there, 80% business, 20% creative. I was like, oh, my God, she signed the book. And look, yes, and it is. You're so right. and But now... My 80% business is stuff that I actually love doing because I'm making my business better. And my 20% creative is me picking the fabrics, picking the furniture, sketching a design for some cabinetry and then, yeah, so I am doing just the things now that I love to do and all of those purchase orders and those bloomin', you know, tracking documents and phone calls and annoying things that I don't like. I've given to the others and they love it.
0: Don't you find you have so much more time to be creative now? That's what I found. I just could actually be way more creative the more systems I had.
3: Yes, that is so true. Because I'm just like, okay, that's all dealt with now. I've handed all that to everyone. They all know what they're doing. I can actually just sit here now and enjoy being creative. I, I can, okay, we're heading out for the day. Um, you know, Beth will be in the office. She can deal with all of those other things that needed to be done and we can go out and select the fabrics. Um, so I'll, I might, I'll take Peter with me, but I get to enjoy doing that and not stressing that the phone's going to ring every five seconds um your other system of um, updating my clients every week I do my Friday updates to the clients so the clients aren't ringing me all the time going what's going on what are you doing I haven't heard
0: I know I know it's so easy it's so easy the other day my phone rang and it was a client and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what is going on? Why is she phoning me?" And I pick up the phone. "Oh, hi. How are you?" She she wanted to hire us for another job. She knows we're in the middle of this one job, but do we have time to do this other job in a different uh, city? So it's so I'm so not used to clients phoning me, but my still after all this time the reaction when I see a client phone me is, oh, "What's gone wrong?" Like I have post-traumatic stress disorder. It takes a while to get over it, but it does Change. This has been such a great conversation. I'm so excited for your success. I just think you're going to have a supersonic rise to the top in Sydney. Everybody, Jody Carter's somebody to watch. You know, we like to end every episode with uh, design intervention. Did Did you have something in mind?
3: Oh, yes, I, would. I put um, some notes in, but anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So this is a little note that I have had stuck on my wall since I started my business on the kitchen table with paint chips and just going, oh, my God, what am I doing? But I'm in love. Yeah, you, do, you put it out to the universe, you know, like your, um, your design for living and I tell everyone that as well. I have the kids write down notes of things that they want and I will write down crazy things that I think are never going to happen and believe in you cross them off and they happen. So I have all these dreams. I'd wanted to employ staff and I thought, how on earth am I ever going to do that? And it happens something, you put that out and it will come back to you and yeah. you have to have faith and
0: Yeah, and you do. I totally believe it. Yeah, I really do. And I do think it's somewhat scientific. I think your subconscious mind is really powerful and strong. And the minute you plant that seed, your mind, even if you're not aware of it, will begin to figure out how to make that happen and help you make decisions to make that happen. And I just find too often we ask for too little, just too little. I meet so many designers who say, I just want to earn a little money or... You know i just I just want enough jobs so I'm busy when the kids are at school like that's just too small. Let's think bigger as a group you know
3: oh that that's so true, absolutely so true. When I first started listening to you too, I had write my operations manual I was like, oh God I'm never going to be able to do that, but now we've got. About 230 pages in the wow. manual, but then you've got all the links back to the templates, mm-hmm. which we've created as well. So the templates are huge. So it's probably about 500 pages worth of, wow. of manual.
0: I am just so excited for you. It's so lovely to meet you. And if we lived closer, I would be your your dog sitter. I would happily take those cute oh. little pugs. <laughs> In fact, next time when I get to Sydney, next next time I get to Sydney, I definitely want a little hug from those puppies.
3: Oh, I'm sure they would love to give you a hug. We have to um, de-fluff you afterwards, though, because they <laughs> live here all over you.
0: Our My little pug okay. passed away in 2015, so it's been five years. But from time to time, you'll pull out a sweater or a jacket you don't wear very much, and it'll still have her hair on it. We're all like, oh, we miss her. But yeah, <laughs> they do. They do shed, that's for sure. Stay busy. Stay well. Okay. Think about raising your rate again. It sounds like you're, uh, you know, you're so busy, it might be a good time to... do it (laughs) okay
3: I'll keep you posted on that one but yes (laughs) I I was meant to meet you at the at Andrew Mitchell's retreat like in September just like about now and um I was so disappointed that I didn't we didn't get to do that but um and I was planning on coming to the conference in Vegas um was it no for this year for the for January next year with yeah. my daughter. So uh, one day I'll get to meet you in person. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. I, in we'll fact, have to
3: have tequila shots together. Thank you,
0: yes. <laughs> Andrew is going to be on the podcast soon. Uh, we, we've we been connecting because we know we'd like to do some more work together. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back with a live conference by 2022, no doubt. But uh, we'll, we'll come up with some fun things to do virtually this year anyway in the meantime. but. Stay well, and uh, thank you so much for your generosity and sharing with the community. It really helps.
3: Thank you, Kimberly, you too. Thank you for everything. You've changed my life. You're my absolute idol. Big kisses. We love you. I love you. We love you
2: back. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design, Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.